Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Demonology is a subject. The depths of this thing goes on and on and on and on. There's no... And you know, as I said, this probably is the last we'll do in this series. And there may be spot places uh, down the way where God will say, will you take this, this, this segment, like this morning's segment, and you teach into and tell them to add that to that. Uh, that probably will happen, but, you know, again, I don't know. But what I do know is that this subject matter here, folks, and please, please don't, 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 don't let your little hearts be uh, hardened over this. It's way too deep to understand. All I can do here and I, and is, is to try, as the anointing of God moves in me, to convey to you by this anointing enough that you can begin to have an, an idea about what actually transpires out here in this world. See, we get to thinking that, bless God, that, that, that well, we got so much control here. And, 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 and let's see, if I do this and, oh, sh- shucks, the, the bad luck. Well, there's no such thing as bad luck. I'm sorry. There's two worlds that are operating. There's a world of light and there's a world of darkness. The carnal world, which we're in, and the world of, of the spirit. And bless God when the spirit world is in operation, and it always is. The, the, the darkness, as I said, after you become a Christian, their whole objective is to get you off track. And you are so easy to get you off the track. You are so, better be careful here, so, let's just leave it that way, that bless God that anything can. And, 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 and you're so naive in all this that you get to thinking that bless God that the Scripture says nothing by no means will harm me. It won't if you know what you're doing. But you see, when Yeshua was speaking these things, as I said he, before, he was, he was speaking to people that were keeping the covenant. Okay? And the authority and the power of his name. When he left, he said, I'll send back unto you the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish. He will teach and guide you into all truth. Do you know what happened in the charismatic movement when, they came, when it all got fired up? Now, the charismatic movement was real. The, the Pentecostals were never going to let the teachers come into the church. Most Pentecostals still today do not like teaching. They want the, bless God, I want you to line up, you're all going to hell. That's what they like, okay? How many's ever been Pentecostal? I got my hand up, okay? I was a Pentecostal preacher. I know all about that. Well, brother, are you going to preach or teach tonight? If you're going to teach, I'm staying home. You're going to preach, I'll be there. They weren't going to let the teachers in. But the Lord God, through the Apostle Paul, began to teach us, and, and what has always been wrong with the church is there's five offices. 
the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the evangelists, and the teachers. And all that the Pentecostals have ever known are the pastors and the evangelists. Okay, oh, now they've got the word prophet floats around and they play with that too. But when the Charismatics came along, they decided everything had to be the word. Of course, they were big about the spirit. The only problem is they didn't have anybody in that organization that knew a thing about it. They wrote books about it. They testified about it. They jumped up and down about it. They laid hands on us so we could get a double a portion of the anointing. Remember all that stuff? Never happened. But what they did was they got us into a place of believing that we did not need a leader because the Holy Ghost is the leader. No problem with that. That's scriptural. But you won't find anywhere in the scriptures of where there was not a man set by God, hearing from God, that was leading. There was only one Moses. Remember when Korah decided that he'd take over? Remember? Didn't work, did it? No. There can only be one head. Anything with two heads is a freak. So the fact of the matter is, the charismatic movement decided, okay, we are all that within ourselves, the head. And we don't need to be led. We don't need to be taught. Now, where did that come from? It did not come in line with the Scriptures. Now, let me tell you what that did back over into what I've been teaching thus far. Darkness is out to do what? Get you off track. The minute darkness can get you to believe that you know more than the preacher knows, you're, you're done. I hope you wrote that down. Anytime darkness can get you convinced that you know more than the head that you're sitting under, you're done. It's over. Now, as the charismatic movement began to, to, uh, to nurture themselves into these areas, especially the, the area of need no man to lead me out but the Holy Ghost, that began to eliminate the, the man. There is only one man. People are beginning to teach my, my material. I'm, I'm getting, things are coming back to me now. And I've always said from the beginning, you can't buy what I'm doing on the bookstore, at the bookstore, but there's going to be people volunteer to hear, think they heard God tell you, and all they're doing is stealing my material. The Lord God says that's a, definitely a no-no. But in, in, and, and what's going to happen is, and I've already had this take place, a people that's now going to go to Israel, and they're going to be there. Now, Sometimes I write back and say, well, you know, get your house in order because you're going to die with, the, with many uh, and most of what's going to die over there when, that, when the war comes there. Only one man is appointed. When, those angel, when that angel come to me and he said, the Lord God has sent me to tell you that you will be in charge of gathering the ten lost tribes of Israel, preparing them and taking them back into the land of Israel. That you will be like that unto Moses, and you will take them back. Only one Moses, only one this prophet. People can't, people, I don't even know when we're going to go. How in the world is somebody, some uh, character out here that's been led by every time, you know, they're not going to know. These are dangerous times, brothers and sisters. 
These are perilous times, and the thing that I have found out about these times that we live in, I found out that people don't know any more than the spit that they could spit into the ocean to the depths of the volume of that book that's behind me. They don't know it. They think they know it, but they don't know it. Why? Because you see what I'm teaching you, this is elementary 101 demonology. The depths of it goes far past anything that you've ever learned, as you will find out before this weekend's over. But it is necessary in order for you to be part of what we're doing to understand how this operates, why all these things happen, instead of saying, well, I'm keeping the covenant and the testimony, look what's happened to me now. I don't change diapers, right? Well, you've been around, you know that. I'm not here to be your best buddy. I wouldn't make a best buddy. I'm not here, bless God, to put pacifiers in your mouth. I am here to mentor you, to bring you in, nurture you, grow you up for the what could very easily be the greatest move that God has ever had on the face of this earth, and we're at the very doorstep of it. And yet the church is standing back. Well, I prefer. And you know why they can't understand what I'm doing? Because, number one, they have never been able to study to these kind of depths. You can't teach something you haven't walked in. That's the reason I said last night, people that try to bless God think that, the, uh, that they know all about the anointing. Then raise the dead and come and bring them and show them to me. See, what's anointing to you? What does anointing mean to you? Well, it means I fall down on the floor when the preacher, preacher puts his hand on me. It means that I feel those Holy Ghost goosebumps. Listen, that's not what the anointing is. The anointing is life. The anointing will cause, bless God, uh, the rivers to part, the dead to rise. That's what the anointing is. And yet we have played with that. Do you think Satan has had a big time with the anointing? You better believe he has and still is. Because you see, once he is given place and takes place, and now listen, and, and his doctrine, oh, Satan has a doctrine? Absolutely. His doctrine then becomes your doctrine. The powers of darkness are setting back in your, church, in your services. Go on, keep going. That, that's right. You need nothing but the Holy Ghost to guide you. And they know full well that you're done. But you don't. And that's where we have got to take you so that you'll understand. Turn with me this morning. We're going to start in Romans 8, 14. Something, again, that I'm very certain that uh, most of you have known. Some of you may have even forgotten uh, the, uh, where it's at, you know, through the years. We're not going to get any great depth of, of, of a, a spirit, a Scripture here this weekend, but I want to use the things that you have always known and begin to shore those things up. Uh, Eight fourteen of Romans. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, we covered last night, you're being led through the spirit world, and hopefully I can get to some more of that this morning. The spirit world enacts what you are about to have. When you pray that, that you need finances, okay, then, bless God, your spirit that never sleeps nor slumbers either tries to work that out for you. 
Now, 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 underline the word prize. There are supernatural laws that have to be understood in order to be effective with God, whether it be through prayer, through your finances, your health, your family, your job, or anything else. Now, Satan understands the rules. God definitely understands them. He made them. You know who doesn't understand them? Us. Somehow we think that we get saved and, and Jesus said, you just, anything you pray in my name, I'm going to do it. You know, when I went through all that, I would ask everybody to stand up that every time they prayed that God had answered. And, you know, nobody stood up, did you? Huh. Was God a liar? God forbid. No, he's not a liar. You see, we just don't understand. Number one, he was talking, I think I said last night, to people that was keeping the Holy Covenant. Jesus Christ, Yeshua, did not come to give us a new covenant and do away with the old one. The only thing that he came to this earth to do was what the law was never meant to do, was give you access to the kingdom of God through his once and forever shedding of his blood for the cleansing of the sins of mankind. That is all that he come to do, which is everything in the end. All right? Well, sent us the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. Now, because we, for no better means of teaching you, the pastoral office couldn't, and they didn't. That's like I said last night about the rapture. It was the easier thing for them to tell you you're just going to... Now, folks, come on. What kind of a monkey bull is that? You know, again, if, you, if you're... Come on, folks. You know, I've told a few people, I've got hundreds of scriptures that will positively identify about the lost ten tribes, will positively tell you that they're going to return, positively tell you that God is going to forgive them their sin, that God is going to positively bring them back to the land of Israel, and they will have been the prodigal son, and bless God, they will put their hand in the hand of Judah, the Jews. And always again, we will be one family of twelve tribes. That's, that's what the scriptures tells us. And all those, and all the scriptures that can be, and yet <laughs> he's a false prophet. <laughs> Don't you be around me for the people that I watched God raise from the dead, the multitudes of people that I've prayed for, and the hundreds of thousands that have been saved and/or have been healed and given miracles. You be around me because of the word. That's the only reason for you to be here is because of the Word of God. That is what is going to change your life. The first thing that has to happen between me and you is you've got to understand that I am right. But you have to understand, I am a major prophet of God that is absolutely walking in the depths of that volume of the book. And once you grab onto that, once you'll trust me, to, uh, and, and see, it's not too hard to trust me. Just look and, and follow along with what I teach. Some of you have grown greatly. Some of you are kind of uh, still hanging on to, the, uh, to, to my tassels, but that'll be all right for a bit longer. That'll be fine, because we will get you there. So, so as, as the charismatic movement uh, came in and yielded themselves to darkness... If they'd yielded to the light, we wouldn't be going through this today. 
But you see, again, Satan's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan had to, and I, I spoke with some of you brothers early on in this movement and told you that Satan was going to do everything except throw the kitchen sink and may even do that at us because he had to stop this thing. Do you realize that if, in fact, this doesn't get stopped, do you realize what's going to happen? Israel will once again be the world itself. Nations will come into our land and want to know how it is that this works and that works. And they will all know that we keep the covenant, the testimony of His Holy Child, Yeshua, and there's nothing by any means going to touch us, harm us, no plagues are going to... The nations will die plagues. Won't come near Israel. Just be kind of like the storms that I deal with. They just get close and all of a sudden they either dissipate or they just go around. And you say, that's, going to, that's where we're at. We are in the midst of this thing. But folks, we can't get you into this at all. You know, those of you in the organization, you're hearing me pound real, real hard now about the fact that, guys, you're going to have to put the pants on, zip them up, in order to be the head of your home. The reason children don't respect their parents is the parents are trying to be best buddies with their kids. That's not what being a parent's all about. So, so when, when, you begin, when you begin to, to look at from my side, when God took me from the third world and said, look, this is what you're going to do. You're, 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 you're going to travel America, and I'm going to show you to America. I cried for three days, and the reason I cried is because of you. Nowhere in the world am I ever around people that know all there is to know about God besides Americans. He can't tell you anything, because no man teach me but the Holy Ghost. Baloney. Without the prophet, you can't do anything. You don't even know that. Why? Because we're the ones that hear straight from the throne room of God. We're the ones that look weird and different all the time. You know why? Because we are that far out front of the rest of you because we have to be because we know where you're going next and you don't have the foggiest idea. Most of you aren't even where you should have been the last move. He said, I don't like preaching like that. Get used to it. The fact of the matter is, brothers and sisters, God <laughs> taking on a big chunk here by asking me, commanding me, desiring me to be the Moses of this thing. And there's only going to be one. No matter how much of this stuff is going to be taught, and it will be, you know why? Because preachers and teachers are always looking for something new. See, that's the reason you can't stay off of the Internet, you can't stay out of the bookstores, because you want to get something new, act like it's yours, so everybody can go, oh my, what a great one of God. The reason I told you, some of you, bless God, as of last quarter, and listen, we're doing better. You're doing better. Some of you aren't quite there yet altogether, but we're doing better. I'm going to give you enough of the Word of God that you'll choke on it. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about running out here and we'll add to what this person's got, to what the prophet's doing, and oh, how holy we'll be. No, you'll be so screwed up you won't know whether you're coming or going, and the prophet will end up having to come to you and run you off. Because you don't know which way you're going anyway. You think you do, but you don't. But if you can grasp on to the message that there is an unseen world, I think most of the church understands that. And in that unseen world, there is a powerful entity called darkness. And see, the church will not even identify with the fact 
that is power. Now, didn't we read last night in the Scriptures where there was power and authority and glory within all that? Most of you fully understand that the power of uh, uh, Satan himself can change himself into a person, an angel of light, can come and bless God, do all kinds of things. And, 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 and folks, unfortunately, we don't understand that. You know, years ago, when I first opened this, uh, this synagogue, then we called it a church, there was a satanic high priest came in, sat right back about there. And this guy was into, at that point, every year, at, uh, Halloween, when we're all in the basement of the churches, dunking for the apples, you remember? They sacrifice, in the beginning, the end of that finger and drink the blood, human blood. Now, later on, I ran into a, uh, into a satanic prophetess that bore a child every year so it would be born before Halloween, the 31st. When the clock struck midnight, the baby was slain and they drank its blood. What do you think of that, church? And you're sitting in your library, little towers, oh, the blood of Jesus. Get out of here. You don't have the foggiest idea of what's going on out here. And it's all there. You don't understand. We're being beaten. We're not winning. But you will win. Ephraim will be a sign to the world. They may not like me, but what I do works. If you'll stay around long enough, we will teach you how to work the works of God. But in order to do that again, we've got to make sure you understand that the powers of darkness can control you. You can be saved and even filled with the Holy Ghost. The only thing about you when you receive Christ that's going to heaven is your spirit man. When you give up the ghost, that is sealed. You, can't be, you cannot be in any way, shape, or form. You can't have a demon in your spirit. It's this here. This here. This is where those things, where, where those little ideas come. I'd like to punch him right in the mouth. You think that comes from the throne room of God? No. It came because you have yielded to darkness, and darkness knows that it can, in turn, uh, why don't you just poke him in the nose? Greatly does darkness and or light influence us. As I said, everything that, when you pray, it has to happen over into that other realm. And once it happens over into that other realm, then it becomes flesh and blood, it becomes reality, it becomes fact in the world that you live in. So when you pray, let's, let's say, let's say that, that, that you're praying for, for healing. And, and again, we'll talk a little bit about that this weekend, and we talked a lot about it that you can get on CD out here. You, you can't say I'm healed and the next minute say I'm not. You, you, you have played right into the hands of Satan. Because, again, he knows Scripture. If you waver, guess what? Nothing. You'll be unstable in everything. And so, and so anyway, you're doing it. Now, you've heard me tell, but I want to tell it again, about the, how I learn all this, or at least this part of it. I've been praying and fasting and holding on for something. Now, I'd like to say 30 days. It may not have been three, but I'm sure it was more than three, and it probably wasn't 30. And I'm, I'm seeking God, and I have, I have learned the rule. 
Once you claim it, it has been it has been planted into the supernatural realm in light. Once you speak doubt and unbelief, you have you have let darkness come over and take it and put it over into the dark side. I learned that, okay? And so as as time went on and 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 I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying and bless God nothing seemed to happen. How many pray like that? Come on, all right. You pray and you think, well, man, you got to go to the Bahamas. You know what? What's are you there? Seems to be nowhere around. So after a while, the scripture says we become weary in well doing, and so we quit. That's what happened. All of a sudden, the angel showed up, and the angel said, "I want you to understand what's going on here." He said, "You pray, we do the work. When you stop praying." And believing, he said, what happens to us? We're out there going, hey, we're out here fighting this battle. We're about to, we're about to win, Deckard. Just keep up believing. No, Deckard, well, I'm just so tired. I'm, I'm weary from all this praying and believing God. I'm just, well, God don't like me. Like I, We've all been there. And he said, you turn your back and you walk away from it. We, now listen to me, we cannot continue the battle because you gave it to Satan. That's the end of it. Then he said the thing that probably revolutionized my walk at that time. Your job is simply to believe we take care of all the rest. We do the battle. We do the work. All we have to do is believe. Boy, the Scriptures started running... You know, if you can but believe all things are possible to him that believeth. Brothers and sisters, you do control the outcome of every situation of your life if you are what? Born again. That's what we read last night. Satan doesn't have control over you because you're born again. But he knows the word, and he's sitting around going this. Ah, let him bellyache a while. They're going to... There was, there was, down and unbelief, you hear it? Down and unbelief, get them, boys. He said, oh, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, but it does. And you don't even know that it, do, that it does that. Or you would try to do something different with it, but you know what the word is? Selfishness. Oh, poor me. Oh, prophet, I have prayed. My Lord, I have fasted. I keep Sabbath. You think the devil cares whether you do all that or not? If you succumb to him, he just applauds every time you do Sabbath. Why? You can't gain in God's kingdom being cursed. The devil doesn't curse you. You curse yourself because you get out from under the word. The problem is we did not become students of God's word under real prophets. It's only the real prophets that can bring you the revelation knowledge that can set you free to get you to understand how it is that you don't have to be down and out and, oh, golly gee, and all this and all that, that you can understand. Let me tell you something. There's nothing better than I like to get the opportunity to kick Satan's butt right down the road. And you get into this thing long enough, I'm going to tell you something. Darkness will flee from you. Darkness knows me. I've been all over the world. I have fought Satan in every, every place you can imagine, and I have won. And he knows when me and him lock up, in the end, 
I'm going to win. And I know that, probably, which is the most important thing. But you see, you don't know that, because what you do is you give over and you succumb to the powers of darkness, but not even knowing that you've done that, and then everything starts to turn to a dingy-looking brown. And then, bless God, uh, I'm not as close to God as I used to be. Some of us get in a black backslidden. I didn't say you lost your, your, your salvation. Just backslidden from the position that you were in with God. And now we're about ready to go for a roller coaster ride. Now, does Satan like that? Absolutely likes that. Because if he can get you into that place, he knows that he can take you further. Now, uh, uh, Brother here, and uh, uh, he is a psychologist. And uh, he deals with a lot of people. And he understands through scientific means that once people get to a certain place in depression, it's going to go a certain step further. Satan works the same exact way. In what he once Satan can get you convinced, God don't hear your prayers. Once he can get you convinced of that, let me tell you something. He's got you. Why? Because every time you pray, every time you pray, before you, you know, you, go, you, you well, I, had to, I know my prayers aren't being answered. It's sort of like it is with athletes. Uh, being an athlete is so, is so much uh, talent, and the rest is happening right here. You strike out, you drop the ball, you, you can't go back and, oh, I've dropped the When the next one's hit, well, I dropped the last one, I'm probably going to drop this one. You, you probably will. This works the same exact way. But if Satan comes in and beats you down to such a degree that bless God that you already figure, well, that prayer, you know, the last 25 prayers didn't, this probably won't either. And a lot of you sitting in this room, whether you want to admit it or not, probably some 75 to 80% of you here are right exactly in that seat today. Your prayers aren't being answered. You know that they aren't. You can't figure out why. Well, I'm keeping Sabbath. See, we always have a reason except looking into that supernatural mirror and looking honestly, honestly at ourselves. The first thing that needs to happen is say, what's wrong here? Not blame God because His Word doesn't work. Isn't that what we really do? We really say, well, God, Your Word doesn't work. I'm, doing the, I'm keeping the, the festivals. I'm keeping uh, New Moon. I'm keeping uh, Sabbath. I'm even getting down to Fairfield, down the corn patch every once in a while. Now, how come this all isn't working? See what you're doing? You're blaming God. Or you're blaming me. I, you know, I love it. It, it. it all rolls downhill, and it gets in my lap before it's all over. It's my fault. How can it be my fault? Bless God, I'm not the one inside of you praying. It's you. But you need to understand that the victory was already given to you. Once you let the light come inside of you, you became the victor. The problem that happened was you could not find an educational facility in, 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 bless God, theological matter to be able to take you into the depths and get you... You can understand this world here, but you've got to be taught into that world over there. You have to, again, know exactly what Satan can do and what he can't do. You've got to understand that, bless God, at any one given point in time of day, you can be on this side over here working with the Lord God, and then before dark you can be over here right in the middle of the, of the kingdom of darkness letting Him have His way with you and yours. And those things have to stop. 
and you're the only one that can stop them, but without being educated. It's the lack of knowledge that destroy my people. Without the knowledge, you don't stand a chance. And what I love about the way that Satan has done America, Satan has got the church believing in all of its various forms. I even got a, a thing from the, some Catholic not long ago telling me I was going to hell, but if I become a, a Catholic, I, I, I could get to heaven. I thought that had ended a long time ago. I get one every once in a while like that, you know. I'm glad they appreciate and love me enough to try to tell me the truth. Um, no, I don't. So, we get you educated. You know what's going to happen? You're going to educate somebody else. That's the reason I said to the brothers in the beginning, Satan has to stop or try to stop, try to stop this movement. He won't stop it. Folks, I could quit tomorrow, you quit tomorrow, and I will guarantee you he will bring up somebody else and will complete. Why? Because it is written in the book. This isn't a man-made anything. It's inconceivable to think that people would drive, fly, and come from all over North America in here to listen to relatively somebody that's not known, period. It's inconceivable to me that you, that you do that. You under, are you hearing what I'm talking about? Folks, this isn't a matter of, oh, I just don't, oh, golly, geez. It's a matter of your heart. That's what this is all about. You'll do what you want to do in this world. Don't you ever kid yourself. You want to be here, you'll be here. If you don't, you'll have an excuse every time one of these quarterlies come around. Well, I'd love to come, but I mean, well, you know, this week, I, you know, this week we're making peanut butter in the backyard with the, with the cousins. <laughs> been there, folks. That, that's the disadvantage you have being around me. After, you know, we're, we're going, I could easily say we're going toward 40 years of ministry now. I've seen just about everything. You know, I, about the time I think I've seen it all, here comes something else. I'm going, dear God in heaven. But the one thing that I have learned through all these years, you'll do what you want to do. And I'm going to tell you what these excuses are going to do the day you stand before God. You better grab on to something if there's something to hang on to because you're going to receive stripes. You talk, you preach, you plead, you cry, you fast, you pray. And you rummies, notice I didn't say dummies, just do what you are going to do anyway. That's the reason I'm, I, you know, that's the reason I'm real quick to say hit the road, Jack or Jill. Because I know. I know what the odds are. I know what the odds are of any of you in this room ever raising the dead without absolute making it uh, this a way of life. You don't have to worry about it. You think you're going to float into this thing because you show up so many times? Forget about it. The only way that you're going to get through this thing is, bless God, grab a hold of Satan by his, by his neckcloth and pull him down and explain to him who you are and what you're about to do, and you're going to beat him every time you run into him on the street. And I'm going to tell you something. You'll start a walk that you've never been on with God. He is afraid of you. But he doesn't have to be as long as you're not educated about him. He'll beat you. He's smarter than you. He walked the mountain of God. He was the most beautiful spirit being that God had ever created. And he knows everything that God knows.
Well, I never knew that. about. It's in the book. And yet at the same time, the church, in a lot of cases, I've been in church Pentecostals. Now, prophets just don't talk about the devil. It scares my people. Pentecostal church. You've all heard me tell the funny story about that a little church that decided they were going to throw in with me. That was their words, not mine. Brought the church van. They all lined up right here. Right here and this, right here. Guy come up, got in the line. I walked up. I said, what do you need from the Lord, brother? He spit blood all over a brand new white shirt. Now, that's a no-no. And about that time, I stepped back. I'm down here just about over here, as a matter of fact. Right about over here. And he came up and his body levitated. Feet over here, head over here. My Pentecostal brothers and sisters' eyes got big. And as soon as that meeting's over, you thought somebody had yelled, Fire! They shot out of those doors, shot out of the other door, and somebody said that, he, that the old boy that drove the van was spinning the wheels of the van in the rocks to get out of the driveway. Now, you would think the Pentecostals understood something about casting out demons, wouldn't you? <laughs> Scared the turkey out of them, it did. And I'm standing there trying to educate the people. I said, now, now you see this. See, I use those things to teach. I said, you see, how many, how many of you have ever seen, uh, other than through some magic or whatever, ever seen a body actually levitate? I don't see any hands out there. But you see, oh, I love this. I draw. I draw darkness. Because deep down inside of those people that bless God that are possessed, they want free. Down deep inside, they, they, they want to away from that. They just don't know how to do it. I could write a book, and probably one day should, about all the things that I've watched when it comes to deliverance. But my Lord and my God, the people that you thought would have stood the, the firmest, remember back when the, the Pentecostals, when they would pray for somebody to be delivered, they got all the men, all the women and children behind the door. And I'm in this church, okay? in that church, and I said, well, well, don't you think that the spirit world, that doesn't stop the spirit world. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we have drawn the line. Now, this is where this thing all started with me, and some of you don't know the answers. Maybe I need to stop and give it to you. Probably won't. We placed the blood of Jesus on the floor. I'm going to say one thing about that. I think I did say last night, that blood was only to get you saved, get you to heaven. You can play this blood of Jesus all day long. I've got a beautiful story I tell about that preacher that tried that. Got that tooth right there knocked completely out of his head. And it didn't work. Knocked him out. He was down for the count. All I need to do is one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're out. He was out for the count. Well, I thought that worked. Well, it didn't. Okay? Now, the reason... The reason that you and I can count things done before they materialize is because they are already done in the supernatural or the spirit realm. And then there, then it transfers down to you and it's taken care of. Now back to what we did with the thing with Daniel. The angel said, when you've prayed, the first day you prayed, he said, he received. They received the word. They were coming for the word. And then they were uh, offset. Evidently, 
evidently, this whole thing that Daniel was doing was very, very important for darkness to stop because he had to call in Michael, the archangel, to help him win the battle. He won, then he came for the word. And again, folks, if you can't conceive any of this or receive it, bless God, get a hold of that part. That's the way this works. You pray, the battle begins, and then it rages. And then, bless God, if in fact you stay with your faith of what you have prayed, don't release any doubt and unbelief here. And then we're going to take that a step forward here this morning. You will, you will, if you faint not, you will receive if you're lined up. That's the reason I keep saying, you know, people get to believing because I'm a Christian, it's the end. No, it's the beginning of the matter. It's not the end of the matter. It is just the beginning of the matter of, bless God, your walk with the Lord our God. But in order for you to be successful, as I said last night, you're going to have to understand what's coming at you. See, um, Nothing can hurt me. I'm a Christian. I got the Holy Ghost. I speak in tongues. And by the way, I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. Then if all that's true, why so true? Why is it that you're broke, you're sick, you're depressed, your kids are on drugs, they're a mess, all this stuff is going on, and yet ooh, the blood of Jesus. Come on, folks, it's time to get real. It's time to bless God to wake up and smell the cockeyed roses. Love that word cockeyed. Love it. Only down here in the corn country, you know. Oh, those old rednecks are the only ones. Oh, I suppose some of you city folks have heard that a time or two. He will get you if he can. He can't have you unless you give yourself to him. But you don't know that. Because you don't know the ways in which you do give yourself to Satan. And once we can begin to do what? Once we can begin to teach you these ways, then you in turn are going to be able to do what? You're going to put him in his place. Other people are going to say, hey, how did you do that? You say, come sit down. I'm going to tell you. You're going to teach them, then they're going to do it. And before you know it, we're going to have somewhere around 40, 50 million people doing that. If I can get 40, 50 million people to do half of what this prophet does, they ain't nothing. Listen to me, ain't nothing in this world going to touch us. But you first got to understand one very important thing. Your walk with the Lord was not the end of the matter when you received Him, merely the beginning of it. Church was set to teach you to the depths of the volume of the book. Couldn't do it, didn't do it. That's the reason you're here, partly the reason. And now we are at a time... When this major prophet, is, uh, when the Lord God said, and, and you're going together, Ephraim, out of North America, and, and you're going to teach them, you're going to train them, you're going to bring them back into the land of Israel, and the desert will bloom. And that is prophetically the way that is all meant to be. See, uh, while they're growing crops over there, left, that's not what that's about. The desert is going to bloom with cities of the children of God. That's the blooming of the desert that the, that the prophet spoke about. And, 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 and I'm going, you want me to go back and live full-time in America with a bunch of 
Stiff neck. I, I use that a lot because that's a kind of way of saying Stiff necked people? I said, Lord, they won't walk across the street to listen to me preach. I think we got three, four people here from this area. And the rest of you, that's a 42-hour drive. How would you like to go on a 42-hour drive to go to church? Some of you was belly aching awful hard about that six- or eight-hour drive you made, weren't you? Where there's hunger, there's life. Where there's hunger, there's life. And, and, and it humbles me, brother, that, that you and your family would drive, therefore, to listen to this prophet. I know I have the key. I know I have the keys that was given to Peter that the church never got. I have those keys. If you will permit me to be able to teach you how to use those keys, there is no end to what's going to take place. One prophet is not going to do what's got to be done in the end of this thing. Uh, you, you know, when you start talking about numbers, uh, what, what, what it was, back in January when the Lord said, the angel came and said, the Lord said when you have 100,000, then you will become viable. A hundred thousand people. What in the world are we going to do with a hundred thousand people with our ministers running around with their thumbs up their butts singing, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> I've had people say, you should have been in the singing industry. Thank you. By the way, my favorite song is not the old rugged cross, it's Chicky Boom, Chicky Boom. <laughs> Our two newest and youngest grandchildren, one of the older grandchildren come up and said, Grandfather, you're not going to teach them chicky boom, are you? I said, oh, yeah, first priority. I'd get them little tights in the car, and we were going 30 miles. And see, after you sing one verse, you say, the second verse is the same as the first. And so, and then the third verse is the same as the second verse. And so you're allowed to get through 60 or 80 verses. And Donna's got the window out, trying like to stick her head out the window and roll it up so she can't hear what anymore what's going on. You want to scream, stop that! <laughs> Say, God loves me. <laughs> and He loves you. He loves you so much. Somebody said not too long ago, said, you know, Prophet, maybe we need to look at it like this. With all the millions of people on the face of this earth, God chose us. To connect with you. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not a bad way of looking at this thing. We're in this thing together. We're either going to make it together or we're going to, we're going to fold it up together. And that's just a little bit reason why I'm so hard with the ministry and probably one day the ministry will get real tough with you guys. Is because I know. You come to certain places, you ain't going no further till you clean up everything where you're at now and what you were supposed to be cleaning up back there. That's where we're at, by the way, with what we're doing right now. Until you men become men, we're not going anywhere. Now, I'm going to tell you something about this prophet. I'm a good old boy. You don't know how good of an old boy I am. may not even know after you get to heaven. But I'm a good old boy. But I'm going to tell you something. I will not sit back. I will not sit here a year and know that some of you brothers are still out here letting your wives run the family and your kids run over you like a Mack truck. I will personally tell you you're not welcome anymore to come to leave for the sake of the whole. You hear what I'm saying? Now, some of you brothers are sitting there looking at me, and you know I'm telling you the truth, and I'm going to tell you 
Oh, my Lord, don't say that. Don't, don't, don't. Ah, go on. No. You're afraid of your wife. You're afraid of her. You're afraid. You're afraid. You know they're wrong. You know they, you know, I'm going to tell you something, girls. I love you, but God did not make you the head. He did not make you like the head. He made you a helpmate unto the head. Read the book and get it understood. You didn't find in all those that was gathered around Moses, you didn't find a woman that was in the midst of those that was, was they were going to them, did you? 120. There weren't any women involved in that. Do I have a problem with women in ministry? None at all. Those of you who have ministry in your life, you will be used, but it will be in due time. It will be in God's time. Get over it. But brothers and sisters, this organization is stalemated where we're at right now, right here, until you guys do something. Will this crowd double? This crowd may get cut in half. I have been known to run whole congregations off. Tell them to never come back through those doors. Well, wait a minute. That's not the way you're supposed to be. I know. I know. It's kind of a lonely thing when everybody left and the next week nobody's there but you and your family. And all the seats were filled. People were sitting out in there even. Yeah. No, I'm interested in the program of God. I'm interested in, in fulfilling the destiny of my life. I know without certain things being done, we're not going to get there. And one of those things is the guys are going to have to become men. Most of you, you had, no, you had nothing to draw from. Fortunately, I did with a father, a grandfather, and a great-grandfather. The reason I didn't go to church for years is I thought most of the pastors were queers. I didn't see David when I saw them pastors. I didn't see Daniel. I didn't see, I, I, I didn't see Ezekiel. I didn't see the big fisherman, Peter. I saw a bunch of cockeyed wimps up here that had probably never stolen anything in their life, ever, had ever drank a taste of any alcohol, never smoked a cigarette or cigar, and never called the next-door neighbor with <clears throat> some foreign name that sounded like a truck driver talking. But they would tip to through the thing. Jesus. Well, in fact, we got a old boy right now that, that bless God's on uh, big-time television. Oh, hi. Hi. Jesus loves you. Oh. I want a man. It's going to take men. And that kind, let me tell you something. He couldn't even get through boot camp with me. All right? Take him out back and talk to him, boys. Then bring him back. We'll try it again. Men. But see, Satan has stolen manhood from us. Stolen it. It's easy to let Mama make the decisions. And Mama, I love you, but you give you that much, it, you're going to find yourself about a mile down the road trying to still throw the anchor out to get you stopped. Boy, there's, you know, there gets to be times when I feel and read spirit some of you gals would like to get up and throw something at me right now. The, 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 the quarterly, when I do all, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to do all this, and I'm not going to enjoy it. We're going to check. You know what? There's places you go in, and it, they check your bags. 
the brothers are going to be back there checking your, your bags you carry in to see if there's guns, knives, bazookas, hand grenades, or rocks, or arsenic. Because you're not going to like it, and neither am I. But it's not God. It's not God. We have to get things in order so God can bless us. Once we get things in order, the blessings of God will come upon us. Until we do. You ever heard that story about making funny smells in the wind? God has loved me. I'm behaving myself so far this weekend. That's all that's going on. You're just making funny, funny noises in the wind, okay? Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.